You sending the whoop? Shit, that's all you had to say. Get away from her, you bitch. Banana. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. You're not even interesting enough to make me sick. It's only an island if you look at it from the water. I'm your density. You think I'm gorgeous? You want to kiss? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sending the Wolf Patreon mini episode for this week. My name is Clark Wolf. If you are here, it means you contribute $5 and higher to the Patreon on a monthly basis. And I am so grateful for for you, to you. (laughs) It's so early in the morning when I'm recording these intros. But thank you. You are the best. Your outfit looks great today. And boy, your hair on point. Um, So today is the Patreon mini with Lynn Shea. And if you listened to the episode this past Tuesday with Lynn, you know I am, not only am I in love with her, uh, but gosh, is she a fascinating and storied human being with, with, um, with, you know, information and experience for days about this industry behind the scenes, in front of the camera, you know, as, as the industry has changed, as she has gotten older, she works on stage, she worked on it works in film she works in television but this is and I teased it last week but this um this episode we really get into her experience with the Farrelly brothers um the Farrelly brothers obviously are are pretty synonymous with comedy at this point they were um they you know Dumb and Dumber was a new line production which her brother Bob Shea started um, so Dumb and Dumber, you know, from Dumb and Dumber to, um, I don't know why Stuck on You is the next thing that came to mind, to Shallow Hal, to uh, Me, Myself, and Irene, to uh, Kingpin, to There's Something About Mary, and on and on and on. The Farrelly Brothers have made some of the most classic American comedies over the last however many years. Um and Lynn has been a uh, a st- a standout character actress in in a great many of of those films. And you know, I teased it on Tuesday's episode, but honestly, I was shocked when she told me how um, how they made her jump through hoops every single time. It's like you show up on set the first time, you're doing a small role. Okay, fine. You know, you go above and beyond. You do your work. You really want to come back. That makes sense. Fine. And then she's going to explain how after Dumb and Dumber, which was a small, small part, admittedly, uh, you know, she really had to go through hoops to get the kingpin role and and fight to even be seen which is crazy. I mean, at the end of the day, don't you think like, okay, well, you know, yeah, we know her and she she worked real hard for us on that first movie and um, even though we don't really know if she's right for the part, you know what, come on in, audition. Of course, we owe that to her. Nope, she had to fight. She had to fight for all of that and she tells this incredible story about getting the role in Kingpin, which most people, um, you know, when I say when I say Lin Shay and I say, oh, she was in Kingpin, they all, it, it, when it dawns on them who she played, her character, they all go, oh my God, she's the funniest part of that whole movie. Um, 
to finally there's something about Mary, which is also on the AFI top laughs list. And uh, and how even after that, even after blowing them away with her audition for Kingpin, uh, they made her, they said, nope, you got to audition for, for there's something about, I mean, come on, really? Um, you know, I don't know. I'm clearly more worked up about this than Lynn is, and as you will hear, but Nonetheless, uh, you know, it's a great story about Hollywood. It's some great behind the scenes info. She she is just Lynn is Lynn is a treasure. Uh, and I'm so glad that I had her on the show. So with all of that being said, here is Lynn Shay. <laughs> with you. I am familiar with your work and I know who you are and I am a very big fan of the Insidious franchise. Uh, I had no idea it was you and there's something about Mary. No idea. Have you ever seen Kingpin? Yes. Okay. But that that was, I mean, and, but it was years ago. They were years ago. I mean, you know, to me, they don't seem as long ago as they do to you. Right. (laughs) Because you were like three. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, the, that's a, that's also a Bob Shea yeah. in a way to thank. I'll tell you why is um, the Fairley Brothers, uh, Dumb and Dumber was a Fairley Brothers film, right? So um, and Pete, it was their first movie. Pete had never directed, and Bob thought they were funny or whatever. And so um, uh, again, I get this little call that um, they want you know you have a small role, and I was always getting one or two lines, and I did everything. I would be so excited to get anything, you know. Period. And still I am, basically. Sure. <laughs> but, um, so, um, and they were shooting in, in, where were they shooting? Dumb and Dumber. Was it, Pittsburgh was was Kingpin. So I, I but it was somewhere like that. It was like Philadelphia sure. or somewhere. And um, the character's name was Mrs. Nugaborn. And I also, I've really studied. I mean, I when I lived in New York after Columbia, which was a beautiful experience mm-hmm. in terms of theater, because we, we had acting classes with really some fabulous teachers mm-hmm. as well as some very interesting directors who were working in New York um, at the time. Um, Joe Papp was our mentor, okay. and we did shows at the Public Theater. Um, I played Doreen and Tartuffe at, at the Public Theater, which was my, to, to this day, pro- I don't know if I could learn the lines now, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a wonderful experience. And um, I also studied with Uta Hagen, wow. and I'm a member of the Actors Studio and mm. worked with Strasberg and Stella Adler. I mean, I've re- I really... I do my works to this day. I, it's what I, how I, why I love acting. Mm-hmm. And so this is to cut to Mrs. Nugaborn. <laughs> um, they, she's a dog lady and she's got these poodles. And yes. I thought we, how people look like their dogs. So I remember I said to the um, hair and makeup people, can we do like a pompadour in the front, you know, make little tiny pin curls so that it looks like a poodle's, poodle's uh, coat. And uh, they thought, oh, that's a cute idea. So yeah, we did that. And um, this, you know, obsession with my dogs, it was just a short little scene. Right. But Pete and Bobby had no idea who I was. I mean, they, and um, they, they knew, hi, you're Bob Shea's sister. Hello. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever. And then I remember Jeff Daniels, who I had the scene uh-huh. with. He was sort of, because he's an actor, you know. So he thought, what a great idea. He says, you, you know, and he immediately saw me in a different light. Yeah. He's not just a day player, but like somebody who really was thinking about the the character and the role. And so we came up with this thing where he calls me Mrs. Nugaburger and I call, I say, Nugaborn, it's Nugaborn. And, and so it's sort of in this very short period of time, you really got to see who this woman was. And, mm-hmm. um, and I also said to Pete at the end, it, it just said, 
when she sees they're covered in mustard and ketchup because Jeff has taken them to fast food, <laughs> um, that she screams. And I said, what if she whimpers like a dog instead? And you know, she goes, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And Pete said, that's a great idea. And so suddenly, both of them were looking at me a little differently and knew I was really interested. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, one didn't just come to be in the movie. Yeah. So, um, and then I remember that I, I was, it was only one day. So that night they were, um, they invited me, the AD or whatever said, if you want to come and, you know, ha watch some of the dailies or whatever. And I had, I had long hair. And mm -hmm. so I came in and I had on my jeans and I see Pete going, who is that? And, and like, we don't want anybody in here that, has, you know, get, get her out of here. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> And the AD says, that's Lynn, Jay. <laughs> and he comes over and he says, oh, my God. He said, I, I would never have recognized you in 100 years. He said, you did a great job. And so that was the beginning of my introduction to the Fairly yes. Brothers. And then came Kingpin. <laughs> um, and I read in Variety that they were doing another movie. I didn't... Um, and I called the office. I, this is all of my mom. You know, my, when I think about my family, mm -hmm. chutzpah, the, the, the Yiddish word, which is now not just Yiddish, but it's mm -hmm. everybody understands chutzpah. To have, but it really just means courage. Mm -hmm. It means loving something and wanting to make it happen so you have the courage to go for it. And um, so I called their office, and I remember his assistant said, oh, I remember you had that little part, and you did a very nice job, and everybody was really happy. And, yeah, we're doing this movie. It's called Kingpin, and um, I can send you the script if you want me to. He probably was not supposed to. <laughs> but he sent me the script, and the description of the character <laughs> of Mrs. Um, he said, because there's a part of, I don't know, there's a mom. There was the mom. There were a couple other roles. But the description of Mrs. Dumars was the angriest, ugliest woman God ever let loose on the planet. <laughs> and I thought, that's the part I want. Uh -huh. That's the part. I got to do that part. And I started working on the character. Mm -hmm. um, but really, like, method. Like, what, how, what would a person who's the angriest, ugliest person on the planet, what would that look like? And so I, I tried to give myself a skin condition. Um, but I, my mom used to give herself an egg white mask oh. to, for, to make your pores small. Okay. Well, also, when it dries, you look like a lizard. Oh. <laughs> it looks like latex gone wrong. So I started putting, I would sit in my bedroom. With, I had egg white, and I put, like, um, um, eyelashes, artificial, uh, <laughs> coming out of my nose, so it looked like I had these long nose hairs. And I just kept playing with it. I put oil on my hair. I had long hair, and I found that outfit. There's an outfit I wear. Um, which Pete affectionately called my clown suit, <laughs> which I found like at a thrift store in Aardvarks. And I, I really kind of went for, you know, I just kept working. And I was serious and, mm -hmm. I, and I couldn't get an audition. I no. kept calling. Yep. I sent Pete a note. I wrote another note to the other person and the other person. And they all kept, they, I didn't get a response. And then I called and they said, we love your work, but we really don't think you're right for that character. But, you know, thank you for calling kind of thing. And, I just was relentless in terms of trying to work out the, the I was obsessed with the character. Yeah. So long, long story short, my agent had died. <laughs> I, I had an appointment supposedly to meet an agent that got canceled. I'm sitting at the dining room table and my now ex-husband, who I have lots to thank for, came in the door. He says, what's the matter with you? And I Because I was all dressed up with nowhere to go. And I said, I can't get an, I can't get an audition and my agent's dead. And I, 
<laughs> nothing's happening and I don't know what to do. And he said, well, call, call, you know, call, why don't you call one of the producers from, from, for Kingpin? Cause it was the same team okay. that did, that did, um, Dumb and Dumber. Sure. So uh, they're not gonna, and he said, and there was one, his name is Steve Stabler. Steve, if you're listening someday ever, I have you to thank for most of my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so my husband said, he said, Calls and, and Steve's the nicest person you'll ever meet. He's just a, one of the kindest, just more genuine, no BS, mm-hmm. show busy. And we did. We when I met him on on the Dumb and on Dumb and Dumber, he was just chatty, and we had a nice couple conversations. So I picked up the phone and because Clayton said he said it's after lunch, he'll have eaten. So mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> that's a good thing. Very smart. <laughs> And um, Steve answered the phone. You know, it's like I called. The, it was they were at Motion Picture Corporation of America is the company, and I think they they still exist because Brad Cravoy also is one of their partners who still does um, does films now. Anyway, so I got Steve on the phone, and he started saying the same thing. He said, "We love your work, but we just don't think you're right for this." And we got your notes, and I said. I said, Steve, I've spent like four weeks working on this presentation, mm-hmm. and I've got this whole character. And he just said, okay, I'll bring you in on Thursday. <laughs> so I dressed up in my outfit. And um, actually, Pete just wrote a piece on this. Where I, I, When I got, to, um, I got to Santa Monica, which is where the audition was, and I caught a look at myself in the rearview mirror, and I thought, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm not, I just got to, now I'm, I got to go, I got to finish. So I got out of the car, and the parking lot attendant literally flung himself against a wall when I got out of the car because I was driving a little red Saab convertible. <laughs> and, and then this, this kind of monstrous-looking, frightening person with hair coming out of her nose gets out of the car. And I go into the hallway, and there were no seats to sit, so I sat on the floor. And um, Rick Montgomery, who was the casting director... He just kept walking by me, and I thought, oh, my God, you know, maybe they really don't want to see me. And so finally I just said, I said, Rick, and he looks, he said, Lynn? I said, yeah, I said, it's me, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> he said, oh, my God, we thought you were a homeless person <laughs> off the street. And, and he said, come on in. And they, the guys were impressed, <laughs> is all I can say. I, and we read the scenes, and... Um, I was so exhausted from the whole ordeal, to be honest. I walked out of the office. I went to the bathroom, washed my face, and I just got in the car, and I and I was done. I thought, whatever happens, at least I had the opportunity. And the next day, I called Steve to thank him, and he said, I'm not supposed to tell you. He said, but he said, we we couldn't stop laughing for 20 minutes, and he said, you got the job. Oh. So, look, cut to, yep. there's something about Mary. Yes. <laughs> But I had audition for that one too. And you they, did, yep, and they made because they Pete put you through the ringer. Wow, he's a real he, as as funny and smart and loving of a human being as he is. He's a taskmaster, wow. a taskmaster as a director. He you know he wants it the way he wants it. Mm-hmm. It makes and he's totally open to something wonderful happening. But he knows exactly mm-hmm. what he how he wants to begin and start. So um, when I saw the the role, um, I can't I can't remember. <laughs> See, Rufus, is fighting. Rufus, Rufus is, is fighting. Rufus is he's <laughs> sleeping, fighting with his sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, and I came up. I had a whole little thing again, but they didn't come up with the whole um, the whole leather bag look uh-huh. until after I got the part, mm. actually. 
And it was the same thing. I knew Cameron had been cast and Ben had been cast. Uh And I just hadn't heard anything. And it was the same kind of thing. They kind of just kept me, they kind of liked to play with me a little bit in their own way. Alrighty, friends, that's going to do it for me today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that little mini. Lynn uh, is such an interesting person, and she has, I just thought those stories were kind of one of a kind, you know? it was I was fascinated by them. Um, so it was really fun to hear them tell them, and, uh, and I wanted to share them with you here on the Patreon. So thank you, and thank you for contributing to the Patreon. I am so grateful for your support. I am so grateful for, for all of your help. Um, it really helps me make this show happen in the first place. And, uh, and I'm still really loving doing it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you enjoyed this special episode. Don't forget if you contribute to Patreon, um, there's a monthly newsletter and we do a watch along every month and we do giveaways. So keep, you know, keep your, um, notifications or alerts or whatever on for Patreon. If you have the app or if you have the emails, because I want to give you stuff. Um, and so, okay, that's going to do it for me today. I am actually headed to South by Southwest this weekend. Yay. So uh, if you will be in Austin for South by Southwest, I hope we will run into each other. I'll be bouncing around a handful of places, but, um, on, Sunday, I'll be moderating the um, Meow Cat documentary panel. And on, did I say Saturday or Sunday? It's Sunday. On Sunday, I will be moderating that panel. And moderating that panel. Wow. I need to go back to sleep, guys. And uh, on Monday, I'll be spending the day with the El Rey team, Robert Rodriguez, and the cast of Rebel Without a Crew. So if you are attending any of those activities, um, keep your eyes out for us. Come say hi. Thank you again for your support. I'll be bouncing around Austin all weekend. Um, and I hope to see you there. Alrighty, take care and I'll see you next time. Bye.